0: What if? What if the struggle isn't real? What if everything you've been told is impossible is actually deliciously feasible? What if you could work anywhere, travel, find your purpose, all while growing your wealth, not spending it? Welcome to the Struggle Isn't Real podcast. I'm Cody Sanchez-Baker, and and my job here is to share how normal people have self-designed their lives, relationships, jobs, and bodies. The question to ask yourself is simply this, what if it was easy? You guys, I'm going to admit something to you. I had to pinch myself a little bit when I got this particular podcast guest on the show. You see, if you haven't heard of Jim Rogers, well, you might have been living under a rock. He's not only one of the most prominent investors of our time, but of all time. He's right up there with Warren Buffett's of the world. And the interesting part about Jim, I think, is is not only that he was one of the founders of the industry leading quantum hedge fund with one of the other most famous investors of our time George Soros it wasn't that he returned hundreds of percent a year or over 4000% over a 10 year period with quantum it was also that Jim's kind of a constant contrarian and he did what so people so few people do in my industry finance which is In the 70s, when he was at the peak of his career, when he was living the lucrative high life of Wall Street, he decided to leave it all behind uh, by choice. And he set out to travel the world investing for himself in emerging market real estate, third world stock markets, currencies, all from not a cushy seat in New York, but atop a motorcycle. That's actually the man who coined the term adventure capitalist. In his first book, Investment Biker, He rode a motorcycle around the world, making investments from literally on the ground. Then he did something similar, but circumvented, circumnavigated the entire globe astride a yellow convertible Mercedes. And during that journey, he actually wrote one of my favorite books of all time, which is The Adventure Capitalist. It led me to realize that perhaps one could invest and be in finance, and be a contrarian and a bit of a nomad, which is, I think, why I've led myself to my career today. So I have to admit, when I reached out to Jim on the podcast, I thought, well, this is a bit of a stretch. But then from the skyscrapers of China, where he currently resides, he responded, yes. And we spent an hour diving into some of the questions I've held close to my vest for a decade. Like, how do you hold contrarian ideas when the world's against you? How did he get the guts to leave it all behind on Wall Street? What advice would he give to his daughters today? And where is the opportunity of the future? If he was a young man today, starting out in the business again, where would he go? What would he do? So I challenge you, if your desire is to travel the world lucratively, invest in yourself. Take a moment to listen to one of the most brilliant minds in finance. And a sort of continual contrarian within the capitalistic fields. Really, my pleasure to have Jim Rogers on the show today. I remember reading your first books and uh, having since read Street Smarts, which I really enjoyed too. Um, you seem to have sort of these strong contrarian opinions, and at varying times in your career. And you hold to them and have mentioned being a longer term investor for some of the people who are listening, who are investors, but I've found struggle with having those types of strong opinions with all of this market noise and with so many people, for lack of a better word, really coming after you for having an opinion that is outside of the norm. How do you stick to your guns? Uh, and if, if you do concede at some point, um, when do you decide that you're sort of done with a, with a trade, given you typically hold them for a longer period?
1: Well, uh, how do I. First of all, I, I. Contrarian is a word which people apply to me, but I never thought of myself that way. Mm. Uh, I find things, I try to find things that are cheap, uh, and usually if something's cheap, it's being ignored. Uh, for whatever reason, but if I can find change that you place, positive change that you place, chances are I'm going to make a lot of money. Now, people call that contrarianism. I call it just investing. The way you're supposed to invest is supposed to buy low and sell high. Uh, that makes me a contrarian fine. But I have certainly learned over the years, and I'm trying to teach my daughters, uh, you must think for yourself very hard to do. It's very hard to think one way when everybody else is going the other way. But that's really the only way to be successful at anything. Uh, it's, whether it's writing or theater or music, anything. If you, if you follow the crowd, as, as a musician, you're probably not going to do well. But if you find your own sound, you're probably going to do extremely well. So uh, if that's contrarianism, fine. I'm happy to be a contrarian. But once I find something and I do my homework uh, then and I'm convinced I'm right because I see the changes that but then I try to invest, and one of my problems Cody is I'm always early, I'm, I'm terrible at market timing, I'm the world's worst uh, trader or market timer, so I'm always early I have learned that I always think that everybody knows what I know unfortunately they usually don't because I'd say, the, the things I'm looking at are ignored or hated. In fact, the Russian stock market when I started buying was a hated market, mm-hmm. uh, but I was convinced that there were great changes taking place and so stayed with it. So if you have done your homework and if you found something cheap, chances are you're going to make a lot of money. Now, if you're wrong, and don't think I don't make mistakes, Cody, uh, <laughs> if you're wrong, you're probably not going to get hurt too badly if it's cheap going into it because if it's cheap I, it, it can go lower but it probably won't go dramatically lower so that, that's the way I have developed over, the, over my lifetime I didn't sit down when I was 18 and say these are the rules and this is how it's done I had no idea I had to learn all this on my own and by the way I just, uh, I'm just writing a new book for the Chinese updating all the things that I have learned in my life for my children uh, Hopefully they won't have to go through some of, my, some of my mistakes.
0: And what will that book be called, Jim?
1: Well, I actually wrote a book once called The Gift to My Children. Ah, uh, yeah. It's a short little book. It sold surprisingly well. But the Chinese came to me recently and said, hey, it's been nine years. You must have learned something in the meantime. Why don't you update it? And so, And I'm glad they did because the new version is going to be, it is, I've just turned it in much better than than the original version. I don't know if it'll be published in English or not. I haven't gotten that far. But uh, I certainly know that the Chinese are now enthusiastic and it's an update of all the mistakes I have made in my life so that my girls don't have to make those mistakes.
0: Well, I love that. As a woman, and a lot of people who listen to this are young women, um, I certainly wish that was something that that I had talked to my father about. By the
1: way, I will tell you,
0: Please, tell, I'll tell me. i tell you,
1: Cody, that my speeches a lot. I, I tell people that they should have children because, you know, all my life I was very much against children. Mm. I thought children were a hopeless waste of time, energy, <laughs> money, and everything else. I was never going to be so foolish. Uh, but then I was wrong. I was completely wrong, as I have been about many things in life. I was completely wrong, and everybody should have children. And if you have children, be sure to have girls. Girls are
0: much better than boys. <laughs> well, I'll make sure to tell my ovaries that. That makes a lot of sense. Um, okay. So, <laughs> I, well, I told my wife, I went, went, went to the hospital. I said, if
1: you bring home a boy, I'm sending you both back. Uh, so, I love I said, it. You got it right.
0: <laughs> exactly. Smart woman. Um, so I liked something that you said about, about homework. Um, and I, I try to get a little bit tactical with people who listen so that they can hopefully leave with something really actionable. So when you say homework, I mean, when I was reading a lot of your books, your homework seems to be a really, really touch oriented, being on the ground, talking to people, going where your markets are, learning the languages, um, engaging with the currency, engaging with the local people and businesses and not what you know I typically have seen as an investor, which is uh, you know, a little bit more tech-based and maybe popping into Latin America for a couple of days or something throughout the year. Do you still do homework that way, on the ground, tactical, touching humans, in addition to looking at the numbers?
1: Well, well, it, it may be a, a, a mistake, but oh yeah, I've been doing this a long time, so I think I don't quite need to do as much on the ground as I used to, because mm-hmm. first of all, I've been to the ground in many of these places now. And second of all I understand a little bit better uh, what's going on and how it's done. I still do on the ground touch the touch and feel everything, but often I say, Well, I've seen this before, I know what's going on and so I can make an investment without actually flying off to the place or seeing the people or sometimes on the telephone. And also, Cody, now as you know and you're you're an example of it, the internet these days you can do anything. <laughs> uh, can learn anything almost instantaneously uh, if you do if you're willing to, to spend the time. So I don't do as much as I used to either it's because I'm hopeless, lazy, sloppy, whatever, or because I'm more experienced and have a little bit better knowledge of how to do it.
0: Yeah, I can I can understand. And so, but it, if, if, I'm sorry, please.
1: I just want to say, but do not think up that I'm downgrading homework. Uh, homework. Even for somebody experienced like me, it's still the very, very best way to do it. Whenever I make mistakes, it's nearly always because I didn't do enough homework. Because I got sloppy.
0: I can understand. Um, I can understand very much so because I will be researching how to make sure that when I want to record a phone call in China, I'm not sloppy in that work. Um, so. What about, um, you mentioned, uh, in particular, um, in, in some of your, uh, in some of your more recent interviews, I liked one quote in particular, which was, I better not invest in what I want. I better invest in what's happening in the world. Otherwise I'll be broke, dead broke. And, and I loved that quote, uh, because I think sometimes we can fall into idealistic traps. Um, when you're looking to see what's happening in the world? Are there resources, research, economists, um, sites that they that, that you think others should turn to besides, obviously, which I'll link in the sh- short notes, your Facebook, which has great articles that you write, uh, and your website, where do you go or who do you turn to for what's happening in the world? Well, first, I should clarify
1: that that's not my, web, my Facebook. I'm not on Facebook or Twitter or any of those things. Those are imposters. Really? So, uh, it's supposed to say that, you know, that. yeah. Wow. a lot of imposters for Jim Rogers. Uh, I'm, I'm, my lawyer tries to keep them, uh, you know, tries to make them say, have a disclaimer saying this is not official or this is not, or Jim Rogers is not involved or something. So anytime you ever see me on any social media, you can, and it is not I. I am not doing it as an imposter. Uh, and now they're not doing most, we're not trying to anybody doing anything illegal uh, because most of them just take articles they have found published mm-hmm. somewhere and then repost it. Now, you, that's not illegal as long as you clarify the original source. So there's nothing I can do about it other than we try to make them know that this is not an official. Site spice endorsed by Jim Rogers. It's unofficial. Fascinating. Uh, anyway, just to clarify that, because I'm
0: no, thank you. Doesn't that doesn't I'm that bother late. you?
1: I'm too. Or do you just? Of course it does. It's been, it's been going on for years, uh, and and uh, we have a lawyer who, who tries to police it, and there's huh. really nothing you can do about it. Uh, as long as long as they make it clear, you know, so one of them says Jim Rogers tracking site or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, it, nothing real, I can't do anything about it, uh, guys. I mean, if, you, if you started a scrapbook for Dolly Parton, Dolly Parton can't do anything about it, neither <laughs> can anybody else. And uh, This essentially is a modern-day electronic scrapbook of what people are doing. And as long as they make it clear that Dolly Parton's not doing it or Jim Rogers is not doing it, I don't know any way to stop it. If you do, please let me know. Yeah, it's or, or maybe I can engage you to be my, to be my Facebook.
0: I will if troll you, on your you behalf. Want. Anyway, yes. so. Please. So it's not
1: Please. Anyway, that's, that's it's not my, my Facebook. So, if I, so I go back to the question. I got diverted. By.
0: Uh, no, I, I think there's a there. life, life lesson there um, in imposters overall. So I think it's oddly interesting. Um, so, so my question was, when you, one of the quotes that I found from you you were mentioning that people shouldn't invest in what they want, they should invest in what's happening in the world. And so, are there economists or resources or research sites that you turn to to find what's happening in the world that you would recommend for others?
1: Well, I do. I, I, as far as economists, for I, I, whatever reason, I do things myself. Uh, most of the time when I listen to other people, I lose money, that, that's some kind of <laughs> peculiar problem that I have, I, I do it, have to do it myself in order to, and I still make mistakes. But uh, no, so I, 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 I don't know, I read the Financial Times every day, <laughs> you know, best newspaper in the world if you want to know what's going on. But even the Financial Times misses a lot of things. So What I'm trying to teach my daughters is to read a lot of sources whatever they are even if they're absurd sources uh, and then you have to sort of let it go into your brain mix around and something will come out and hopefully your brain will make the right thing come back, the right analysis come out I, I cannot give you I, I mentioned the Financial Times uh, when I used to be a professor I would tell people to read The Wall Street Journal The Times Barons mm-hmm. things like that mm-hmm. but the The world has evolved, and there's a lot of stuff on the internet now that I'm not aware of, that nobody can be aware of, because the internet has hundreds of millions of sources these days. Uh, I just tell my girls, do everything you can, but don't be afraid to go to the absurd sources. Uh, You know, in the days of communism, you could read Propta, even though Propta was absurd and nothing but pure propaganda. It's part of the mix. You have to listen to everything to get into the mix. I mean, sometimes I'm, I'm interviewed by a, a media source and a, a friend or somebody will say, what are you doing talking to them? They're absurd. And I say, my response is right there, wrong is that's part of the problem with the world is we don't speak to each other, and we, we don't speak to the people we don't like, and those are the people we should be speaking to because, A, it's educational. B, you can get your message to other people. and if we don't speak to each other, it's just going to continue to get worse. So I have the, the bad habit of speaking good, the bad end
0: of good. I think it's relevant, especially for our sort of contentious political realm today in the U.S. And and maybe if, if you don't mind and you feel comfortable, um, I, I would love to hear a little bit about your economic philosophy, if you don't mind, and a little bit about your political view. I know... I speak a lot about being a capitalist. I like that word, even though I think there's perhaps many ways to define it. Um, but, in again, you know, my generation, so millennial, Gen X, et cetera, capitalist has a negative connotation for many. And last time I put out sort of a piece saying um, that, you know, I, I'm a capitalist and that I believe in, in commerce and, um, and all of that, I got a lot of pushback. People saying you really shouldn't call yourself a capitalist. And I was wondering, do you still subscribe to sort of this free market capitalism with sort of I, I guess what I would deem libertarian views? Or what's your political and economic philosophy and what would you say to those who might disagree?
1: Well my first answer to those who would disagree is please listen. Because it doesn't hurt to listen, even if uh, the person to listen to turns out to be to be absurd. I, if I had to label myself, I certainly do find many things about the libertarians attractive. I, I try not to uh, label myself because, as you just pointed out, as soon as you put a label on yourself, then somebody's going to immediately react to that and not listen to anything else you say. Good point. You know, if you say I'm X, they say, Oh my God! Well, I don't like people who're X. I don't even want to listen to that jerk. What does he know? So, but but yes, I do find many things about the libertarians attractive, are, are and many of that flux. So yes, it is what is labeled as free market capitalism. I'm old enough, experienced enough, or certainly have read enough to know that most of the time the world is better off letting nature take its course. That expression didn't <laughs> didn't just fall from the sky. It's a very valid expression that nature take its course. And nature in the world of economics or human activity is also the best way. So let the the markets uh, rule, if you will. It's interesting. The Chinese recently had a big forum. And the Chinese, these are the communist Chinese, Cody, uh, I I say with emphasis. You know, they said that in the future we're going to let the market decide or help us determine what should happen because the market is better than a better has a better understanding than bureaucrats or, or politicians now in the west of course we don't subscribe to that we think that the politicians and the bureaucrats are smarter than all of us and so that they should make decisions it's interesting that, that china which i view as being on the rise is now cited Well, we should let the market be in, uh, part of our decision making process whereas in the west we've gone the other way as you said People think
0: capitalism is bad. Yes. I, I don't profess to be an expert at all in China. I only spent a few months there working, but I recall one of uh, our translators there said something to me along the lines of, you know, in China, if it works, uh, we call it communism and we continue on. And I, I kind of thought uh, that was that was beautiful. Um, and he was talking specifically about some capitalist principles and... and um, and specifically, Friedman economics, which um, is not something I thought I would <laughs> hear from from someone in China. Um, so, so
1: Jinping, who, let me just interrupt for one second. No, Don, please, Jinping, please. Is the guy who really made, created created modern China, once said that I don't care if it's a black cat or a white cat, if it catches mice, I want that cat. And it's, it's the same thing that your uh, the translator said. You know, it works. Well, your translator said we call it communism. Deng Xiaoping said,
0: "I don't care; just let it catch mice." Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Uh, although I do, I do still. I, I learned a lot when I did business in China, but I specialize in Latin America. So there's a lot of people here who who um, are from Latin America and in those countries. Uh, and I gift out frequently um, your two books because in Chile, in particular, a lot of my Um, male clients did a a motorcycle tour all around Latin America. It's a little bit of a of a right of arms um, as a young man in finance there, at least in and of I've found in in my clients. Um, And you know, when I was asking some of them and saying, hey, I might get a chance to to interview um, Jim Rogers, they gave me a few questions in particular for you. And and one of them was that you know Chile does a lot of business obviously with, with China given the commodities trade there. And, and they said, you know, what, what do you find to be the thing that either, you know, Westerners um, most frequently do that is inappropriate or offensive or doesn't work or something that we should know about doing business with people from China because we're trying to learn and we fully profess that we don't understand all of it, which I could mimic those sentiments
1: well uh the, the simple answer uh, and I haven't done it but the simple answer is to speak Chinese uh, <laughs> and, and, and I told you I told you before I have spent a lot of time and energy and money so that my daughters are, are speak Chinese like natives. in fact my daughters win Chinese speaking contest in in Singapore which is a Chinese country it's a little bit ludicrous if I went to a movie Cody where, blue-eyed people were the best Mandarin speakers in a Chinese country, I would walk out. <laughs> but it, 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 I mean, I see it every—I with my own eyes. I see these little girls winning these contests. So the best answer is to learn Chinese. I have not learned Chinese because I'm hopeless. I'm useless. Uh, I don't have the, the ear for Chinese. But the best answer to that particular question is learn Chinese. But as you well know, Cody, even if you and I are speaking English, we can still have misunderstandings. Many, many people if they're speaking the same language have misunderstandings. But that's the best thing I, I you know. It, there's one point three billion Chinese, uh, Cody, and it's hard. I, I don't have a specific answer because what might have been Joe might be wonderful for Sally. So, <laughs> yep. you know, it's with one point three billion people one point three billion people there'll be all sorts of misunderstandings, uh, for some people and not for others. But again, I would. I tell everybody, uh, if you can, everybody should teach their children and grandchildren Mandarin, because it is a very important language in the future. My younger daughter uh, is learning, ma- speaks fluent Mandarin, native Mandarin, but she's also learning Spanish. So you can tell your guys and <laughs> Chile that if they can speak English, Chinese, and Mandarin, they probably are going to have, well, they're certainly going to have an advantage over the rest of us.
0: Yeah, that, that's fantastic. Well, obviously, I speak Spanish and and bettering my Portuguese, uh, Mandarin is very intimidating to me, so I don't know about that. But I like the idea of passing it on to future generations. Um, so thank you, and and maybe because I know how pressed you are for time, and I and I so appreciate what you've been able to give today. Um, I have a few kind of rapid fire, funky questions, uh, Jim, and and one of them that a client asked me was. Um, people talk a lot in the U.S. right now about flow states or singular focus um, or getting into sort of the flow of whatever it is that you're doing, where you get a little bit of tunnel vision and blindness almost to all the rest. And so one client said, you know, I really want to know from Jim, are there things that just quiet all the noise for him that when you do this particular task you're so singularly focused everything else kind of fades away
1: well I look back over my career and certainly uh in in my lifetime I was very when I was in university I was very focused on on you know doing well at university uh when I went to Wall Street I was very very focused on that um if I had had children when I was on Wall Street, it would have been a disaster for the mother, for me, for the children, and everybody else, because I was focusing on that aspect of my life. Uh, later, uh, the same thing, I wanted to see the world. So I was focusing very much so on on that that goal, if you will. Now, Of course, I did other things, like the theater or whatever, but, but I look back on my life, and whenever I have accomplished something, it's because I focused. Uh, but that... If you want to have spouses, children, things like that, then that kind of place. I said, if I had had children when I was 20 or 30 or 40 or even 50, it would have been a mistake because there were other things that I wanted to do and I was focusing on those other things. Is that good? Is it bad? It's. Uh, I've noticed that people who focus seem to be more successful at what they're focusing on, but it excludes a lot of other things, you know. Uh, when I was younger my friends used to think I was absurd because I was working all the time but I, I didn't consider myself working I was having fun I loved it. I couldn't I had nothing else I wanted to do more uh, they thought I was nuts so it, it, you, you lose something apparently you lose something if you're focusing too much on the other hand those are people who frequently are very successful I,
0: I couldn't agree more yeah certainly the uh, the idea of crazy, I think comes out a lot. I was on a flight this morning and that's what the flight attendant asked me. Well, I counted towards the end about eight different times. She said, why are you working so hard? And I mean, this was an early flight, but uh, at that question, why are you working so hard? Or why are you doing this instead of that? I find fascinating because for me, it's why aren't you? How couldn't you? Um, so I think people like to hear that the truth is there is sacrifice amidst the success but sometimes you don't feel that way even if it's a little selfish on um, at least well, that's how it gets told to me
1: that's it. i said i was having fun other people thought i was not <laughs> but everybody has to do it their own way I, i've certainly learned that in my that's the one lesson i'm trying to teach my daughters: figure out your way and your passions don't listen to anybody else, including your father. clear at your passion and follow
0: that passion. Well, I think that's sort of a beautiful place to end it. Um, I love the focus that you have on your daughters, obviously. For me, I'm a big proponent of women in finance in particular. My whole team is actually women or, or international from some aspect. Um, and so maybe with that... Do you have sort of, if you were to leave the people who are listening and, and myself who feel lucky enough to get to have heard this with sort of one single piece of advice uh, or idea or thought from, from you, Jim, what would you leave them with today?
1: Well, I guess I've already said it. Figure out your own passion and pursue it. Don't listen to others. Uh, don't listen to your friends, your professors, your, your parents, you know, your relatives or whoever. Figure out, and, and if they laugh at you, you're really probably doing the right thing. So mm. pursue that. Uh, if I could just, that, as I've already said, so I may have the liberty to take another one. What I'm trying to teach my daughters uh, is that you must think independently, and that's very hard to do, but you must figure, out, be very curious and figure out what's really going on. Don't just listen to the conventional wisdom. Just be curious and be independent and follow your passions and don't listen to the rest of them. And I'm also trying to teach my daughters with passion, please beware of boys.
0: (laughs) I like that one quite a bit. Well, Jim, I I can't thank you enough. Uh, Thank you again for being on the podcast Whoa, whoa, whoa. Before you go on and off there, did you know about the weekly resource we have for you at CodySanchez.com? It's called the Monday Slate. It's the shortest email that'll ever change your life. But seriously, it's all the best apps, productivity hacks, resources, and motivational butt kicks in one stop. Five bullets plus one quick how-to video from yours truly. So check it out. Link in the show notes to sign up and to get just that goodness each and every week. Until next time, my friends.